0: Welcome back to the fourth and long podcast This is episode number 14. I am Brandon Fletcher and I am Connor James and we are your hosts for this podcast another week another past, another We're podcast here. is here. It's kind of weird. Um, weird. <laughs> it is the end of our college football season and uh, the end of the NFL season is coming up this week. It's a sad day, but we have to move on as time does without us. But newer things are on the horizon, aren't they? They are. Uh, we, we are the fourth and long podcast, which does have a golf and football innuendo in there, right? You that know? was
1: the point. That was uh, so PGA Tour starts up this week with their first tournament of the year, tomorrow. To Century tomorrow. Formerly the Century Tournament of Champions, but now it's a signature event. So instead of having to get in via only winning, you now can be a top fifty player in the world. So they have fifty nine. Players, there's still no cut, so it's kind of a fake event,
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: but it's something who wants to be
0: cut in Hawaii, Kapalua, man, plantation course, it's a nice place. Maybe I guess you want to be cut so you get some like beach days or something. Yeah,
1: Rory is uh, he's not gonna be there because he said he's not a big Hawaii guy.
0: Yeah, that's really weird. Uh, I don't know many people who aren't Hawaii people, he's pretty pale. I guess that's a fair point. He probably just burns every time he goes and plays and is like, I hate this place. Has a miserable experience. <laughs> Come out like a lobster. Look, do you do you have any uh, fun takes for the century? Is it, is it exciting? Is this, uh, you know, tickling it, your fancy here? Is it exciting?
1: Uh, I'm excited, I guess, just because, I mean, football is winding down, to your point. We've got one more college football game left. What else are we going to do for the rest of the year? And I... I enjoy golf. Golf is one of those. I love, first of all, uh, just to preface it Pete, for our listeners that don't know, I, I love watching professional golf. I think it's, it's that's weird. It's a weird thing to say, but I enjoy it. I think when you play the sport, you develop a higher
0: appreciation for what they do rather than like, why am I watching them this hit a so white boring. ball? Yeah. A, like, oh, who's clapping for this dude that just hit it 20 feet away? Like it doesn't even look like it's close to the pin.
1: I really enjoy it. Um, I I enjoy watching it. Mostly, I watch most weeks of professional golf, um, and the it's just exciting because it's like the start of the the year. I know there's events that are played in the fall series, but they kind of all stink. And then you've got some like weird exhibition events, like the the World Ch- Hero World Challenge Tigers event, and then they do the the one where like the father sons or the yeah. parent whatever kid yep. yep those are like fine. But this is like the start of the season. Yeah, like the real
0: PGA Tour events that people are going to start watching. It yeah. starts now.
1: So I'm pretty stoked. Um, and golf's great because you get it on Thursday and Friday. So like while you're working, you kind of keep up with it here and there. Yeah. Gets you through the end of your week. And then on the weekend, you don't have to sit there and like actively. It's like it's not football. Like it's, football, you yeah. want to watch the game. You like, you're like you taking three hours out of your day and you're sitting down and you're watching the game. Yes. Golf, it's like, oh, I got to run errands. Okay, Well, my hour and a half errands, I might miss like four holes, and I could effectively just keep up on the PGA Tour app and do just as much as I'd probably be doing at home anyway. like It's kind of nice, and then you just – it's like an Ascot race. As long as you watch the last couple holes on a Sunday afternoon, you get the whole gist of the week.
0: You get all the the real excitement, and then they show you the highlights in the last few holes because it takes a while
1: in between the shots, right? Yeah, and then one thing I love probably, and this is going to be – Wow, hyper-controversial. One thing I love doing for golf more than I like for football is uh, DraftKings. Ah, more so than football. I think I enjoy doing it for golf more. Um, You can do, I love doing a lineup for the week, so I always try to put a lineup in for the Thursday through Sunday. Okay. But then if your lineup's totally dead and you're going to be lounging around the house on Sunday, I'll throw in a Sunday lineup. Why not? Okay. Like, it's kind of fun. Do
0: you want to talk about your lineup? Did you have one for this week?
1: Um, Do you want to do that? Do you want to lead with that? Or do you want to mix that in with picks at the end?
0: Let's lead with it. Okay. It's the golf segment here.
1: Yeah, golf segment. We leave
0: Because all of you people who are only football fans have to sit here and listen through this. Because <laughs> this is what it's going to turn into very soon.
1: It's the Century Tournament at Kapalua. It's being played in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. As we established, there's 59 golfers. There is no cut this week. And this is the first event. Uh, however, players with DraftKings stats, the fall series events, their stats roll forward. How about this? Kind of weird. Briefly. Describe
0: how the DraftKings for golf works for some Uh, of our people who have never done DraftKings.
1: Sure. It's super fun. Uh, and you can do it if you want to get into DraftKings, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter and I'll send you my, uh, (laughs) promo code. So we both get a little bit, um, you get six players. Okay. And a $50,000 salary. So obviously the better the player, the higher their salary is. You don't have to spend all 50,000, but you got to pick six players under the salary or at the salary. Um, Bars count for like half a point, birdies count for three, bogeys count for minus one. I'm thinking I think something like that to that effect. And then okay. where you finish on the one through bottom of the list. Um basically the whole name of the game is one of your six guys has to win or be very high up there. And you want as many of these guys to make the cut as possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they don't all have to win. You don't have to get the six winners. If you get six guys that make the cut, that's great. Because you get so many points every day just for them being on the course that yeah. missing a cut kills you.
0: Yeah. But also, let's say, the name of the game isn't always the lowest score possible. It's the least amount of bogeys sometimes.
1: Sometimes. And also, if you have a guy that, like, he might be in 10th, but he might be leading the field in birdies. Yeah. Or, like, an Eagles minor. It's eight points. Yeah. But it's only one stroke better than a birdie. So, like... A guy that is a long hitter sometimes gets a, a eagle here or there is gonna almost do better yeah. than a guy that just makes power all day long.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and to be clear, you're not putting in fifty thousand dollars. You're putting in a dollar. No, no, the
1: salary. So like right. a player might cost ten thousand.
0: Right. But you're putting in a dollar and your every time you put in a dollar, you put in five, you put in whatever. Yeah. And you get fifty thousand every time. Right. And you draft six people. Correct. At the end of the week, if you're in first place you win a lot of money if you're in a thousandth place. You still win some money if you're in last place. You're not going to win.
1: Yeah, any it's money. it's usually like the top. I'm making up a number here: yeah. fifteen to twenty yes. percent. of entries pay, and a lot of entries go in. Yeah, this one I'm in. It's a five dollar entry. First place pays out twenty five k, and they pay out. There's thirty five thousand entries. They pay out eighty four hundred.
0: There you go. So if you're in the top eighty four hundred,
1: you're going to get 25%. some money
0: back. So it's easy to keep keep your money or make a little bit of money over the year or lose a little bit of money every once in a while.
1: I think it's fun. I never do it for a bunch of money, but I always think it's fun. adds a little bit of juice to a tournament. gives you somebody to root for because yeah. golf sometimes, it's like there's a lot of guys that you like. I feel like I like a lot of golfers. Yeah. So like it gives me somebody to target root for each week.
0: Here's the other side of things too. If you're not as big into watching golf or you're here listening and you're a football fan and you're not into golf, you're like, I'm not going to ever listen to golf, but I like the podcast. You can always get a DraftKings, and it might put a little money on it and make you a little bit more. It'd be a little bit
1: more interesting. I guarantee you, no one's going to do that. Nobody. But, <laughs> but I enjoy it, and we don't get to do picks. We love doing the pick'em for the NFL. We're not going to get to do picks, so this is my like pseudo pick pseudo replacement. I get to share my DraftKings lineup with people that don't care every single week.
0: Now, yeah, I don't. And have then picks if I this pick, week.
1: if I pick right, then it's like, whoo! I pick it wrong. <laughs> Nobody's gonna.
0: We're not going to count that. I'm going to track this. How do you count that?
1: Yeah. I'm going to track it.
0: Yeah. You only you only count your wins, not your losses well, here. Well,
1: I'm not going to brag about my wins too much either because we don't need the IRS listening in. Uh,
0: I see. They don't, you don't need to know how much I I won
1: 25 grand like We don't need everybody knowing about that. No, you're not, not going to report
0: that, Mr. Tax Guy,
1: huh? No, I'm really annoyed they gave me a 1099 for last year because I won $667. Yikes. Which is $67 over the $600 <laughs> limit.
0: So you are going to report that, huh?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Good yes. for
0: you, sir. Good for you. Um, so did you, you didn't go over your picks. Sorry. So, I have so a lineup. Picks.
1: So I'll give you uh, most notable golfers, my most expensive golfers to my least expensive because people are most yeah. likely going to yeah. know the most expensive golfers in this event. I would say a lot of Casual golf fans will know most of the golfers because it's the top fifty in the world and people that won tournaments last year. Yeah. So no super weird left field golfers. My most notable, most expensive golfer this week is going to be Max Homa. Max Homa, I love Max Homa. Great guy, sarcastic. And he generally plays well in Hawaii. His Twitter feed is incredible. Top ten to this event last year. Yeah. Played great. I think he top
0: tens he, a lot of events. I want
1: to say he like got third last year. Um. So he plays the course well. Still a Kapalua and um. I, I like Max Homa. I think he's a good guy,
0: and he's pretty consistent overall. And in, in a lot of events, he he tends to end at least making the cut. How about we'll, we'll put it that way? Definitely,
1: the last like eighteen months of his professional career has been yeah. really, really solid. Yeah, so it's a good choice taking Max Homa. My next most expensive golfer uh, is going to be Colin Morikawa. Colin Morikawa, okay,
0: okay. So,
1: solely because he plays well, always plays well in Hawaii. It seems like uh, For second but, place in this okay. event last year. Okay. <laughs> he's American. <laughs> yeah. He just plays well. Golfers play well in, on certain courses. It, it's well established. Yeah, he plays well here. Um, I hate picking Colin Morikawa. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I he never plays well when I pick him.
0: So what you're saying is, I should not pick Colin Moore-Gow No, I but it,
1: you, I wouldn't. But on the off chance he decides this is his year mm-hmm. to be on the same wavelength as me, I'm taking him. My next most expensive golfer. Um and we're getting to the people that casual fans probably know, but maybe don't. Uh Tony Fino. Oh yeah. Love yeah. Tony Fino. Good. Yeah. Good guy. Very good guy. Uh has like a zillion kids. It's way too many. Way too many. Yeah. He's um, gotta stop. He hits the ball a quarter mile. Yes. Which is and great on this golf course.
0: Swing- is only about a quarter
1: swing. A very short swing. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine how far he'd hit if he swung full. No. I can't imagine how far he'd hit it left and right, though, also.
0: <laughs> That's probably why he only swings half.
1: That was a back. He also generally plays well in Hawaii. He played well here last year. Um, and, you know, at this point of the year, I don't have a lot of bases. Most of these guys have taken at least a month off. So yeah, we're rolling with Tony Pino. Who knows? Moving down the list to golfer number four, this is a somewhat newcomer. He's been very solid. if you're a golf fan, you would know him because he's played well. He was probably most famously for people that are very casual golfers was in a sort of a three way horse race for the British Open nice. uh between um cam other cam that went to um
0: yeah cam we shall not be named right, yeah,
1: and then you've got Rory. Yeah. It was in the British Open, and or the Open Championship. And then you have this Cam, Cameron yeah. Young. Cam Young. Cam Young? So Cam Young. Love Cam Young. He also hits the ball a quarter mile, which is very useful. Um,
0: yeah, Capaloo is a long course. He's a very
1: uh, generally solid golfer, so yeah. we're taking him. Okay. He had a little bit of a rough patch last year. Wasn't playing so hot, but he had a couple months off. We'll see what happens. Okay. He's going to go nuts. Here's your last pick. My f- No. Fifth pick. Oh, it's fifth. Okay. Fifth, fifth. I have two left. Um I've got two Canadians left. Okay. Double I went double dipped double in the Canadian. Canadians. Interesting. Um Corey Connors. Okay. Love him. Okay. He just seems like a good guy. Okay. He's, well, Canadians he, are. They he, generally are. He also generally plays well in signature events. Okay. He doesn't always play that well, but he plays really well in these. So okay. I'm gonna take him. Okay. And then Adam Hadwin's gonna round out my Okay. Good right. guy. Shot 59 once. Maybe he will do it this week. <laughs>
0: that would be great, wouldn't it? You got any like hot picks for who you think's going to have a great season outside of like the obvious choices of number 1 last year?
1: I'll tell you people I have my eye on that I don't necessarily think are going to have a great season, but I'm excited to watch. Will Zalatoris missed all of last year with back mm-hmm. surgery, back injury, whatever. I'm very excited to see him back on the golf course. Okay. Um Always, I always enjoy watching Rory, and I always enjoy watching Scotty. I'm sure they're going to have great seasons, but that's not exactly like a...
0: Yeah, it's not an off-the-wall pick there.
1: a uh, Super heater. Uh, and then kind of a repeat. Tony Finau didn't play all that well last year, but he's had pretty good years in the past. I'm excited to see if he can uh, have a big year. I okay. like Tony. I'm a big Tony Finau fan. All so. right. Famously, I believe, I don't want to quote it wrong, but I think um, Adam had a bet with steven i think about like tony would win more than jordan spieth maybe okay i don't remember what exactly it was and i'm probably totally misquoting it but i also i love jordan spieth you will find that that is a very common theme texas boy love jordan spieth so well good luck but i'm not picking him (laughs) this week
0: okay well i think that was good that was golf that's golf
1: Um, That's more golf than we needed to talk about
0: than usual, but it will be a transition. This is a transition period and a beginning of a new era (laughs) Um, football news that I wanted to to get your take on. I I saw this morning, actually, that it was announced the refereeing crew for the Steelers Ravens is going to be good old Brad Allen, who refed for the the Cowboys and the Lions this weekend. How do you feel about that one?
1: Yeah, I saw that. Um, Not great. Uh, not great, but you know, he's got to ref someone's game. Probably not, th- not in the playoffs. He doesn't. Uh, I think they benched him for the playoffs.
0: You just have to hope Mike Tomlin's the coach that paid him
1: this time. Gotta hope. Um, but- gotta hope we don't. Well, honestly, I would. I was gonna make a joke about like reporting eligible, but I think he's messed up three different games for three different calls for totally different things. Did you see that? The tripping. Yeah. The, the, there's. Oh, d- yes. There, he messed but. up. I'll just put it this way. He has messed up so much this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. many different calls, so many different things. Yeah. You've got pass interference calls that he's missed. You've got the the, the two point conversion, most famously recently. Yeah. But on the drive before that, yeah. you shouldn't even gotten there because the tripping call should have been called against <laughs> <Which> the Lions, <laughs>
0: but they called it against the Cowboys <laughs> by accident,
1: I guess, or I don't know what they were. Smoking. I don't know what
0: the, what happened. It yeah. doesn't matter.
1: Whatever. He's yeah. he's whatever. He's had his hand in too many like oh you probably messed up the outcome of the game because of that call, like at least three times this year. Um, Clown show. Yeah. Did you um, did you also
0: see the NFL put out a memo
1: Yes. on
0: how to report yep. as eligible yep. as an O lineman? Yeah. Uh, basically backing up the refs on that on that one.
1: Yeah. The NFL, um I think they have to do that because what's the alternative? Come out and say, like, oh yeah, our officials who we only have as part time employees that we probably don't pay enough. Um was totally wrong and just crucify them. they're not going to do that. They're going to back their guy up, but they definitely know that he screwed it up because they wouldn't have pulled him off the playoffs if that's the case.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what's assumed, right? From Shefty, right? I don't know. Dude, Shefty is usually on point. He's usually on
1: point. Shefty seems to know, and I don't know. uh, And I heard this on pardon my take too. Like it felt like it, but I'm, I'm glad I wasn't the only one that felt like it. That game ended and you had Scott Van Pelt, who usually talks about the yeah. the game for yeah. like 10 minutes yeah. and then moves on to the rest of his night. Yeah. He spent his entire hour program
0: yeah.
1: on that call, just <laughs> that call, and going through it all. And then, like, the exact same time, you have Shefty just tweeting, like, Brad Allen screwed up this call on this game. Brad Allen screwed up this call on this game. He screwed up this call. Like, bang, bang, bang. Like, just going... Zerk on Twitter on this crew? It was the straw that broke the camel's back. You can't tell weekend. me ESPN wasn't like, now nah, we're burying this guy. <laughs> I don't care what the NFL says. We're burying him. Because yeah. there's no way that you have two top ESPN talents just trashing the man.
0: You have to think that ESPN was holding them back all throughout the season, right? Because these this, this was evidence that was there each game that it happened. And, and people brought it up. But... I'm assuming that at the end of the season, it was like week seventeen. no, this has happened enough times, like you crush guys can him. you guys can go just crush him. him, fine, go for it,
1: which honestly you you can dog on Brad Allen all you want. I still stand by like it's an n f l problem, mm-hmm. like the fact that you have bad officials, it stinks that the officials stink, and I want to hate the officials, but they're part time employees. the n f l just needs to do something. There has to be a way that we can officiate the game more accurately consistently
0: sure whichever word you want to use right yes.
1: accurately maybe but even if it's just consistent would be great too right. even if oh this ref gets this call wrong a decent amount but he gets it wrong the same way consistently for every team it would feel a little bit less like a crapshoot
0: yeah yeah i anyways i think it needs to be changed I think hopefully it, w-
1: it doesn't impact the game this weekend for us um uh, yeah, we'll see.
0: I, th- I think it actually probably will change next year. I think something is going to have to change because of how much it's been discussed
1: yeah. every single week. It's this definitely year. been discussed for years, it feels like. Yeah. But this year, it's been like a focal point almost. 100%. Like, remember the roughing the passer video the NFL had to put out yes. like six or seven weeks ago, whatever yes. it was? Like, it's been.
0: Every week, it seems like there's a game that's ruined by NFL referees, or at least the result is significantly altered. Feels ruined. Feels like that, yeah. To at least a fan base. Right. So I think something is going to change. And
1: Can't I'm wait glad. to see how he ruins this week's game. He hasn't <laughs> ruined them all, but we'll see. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Hopefully he helps us.
0: I know, yeah. It's one or the other. So he's either going to destroy your game or <laughs> destroy the Ravens game. I think
1: to keep everybody happy, he should destroy the Ravens game because I don't think the Ravens care. John Harbaugh even said this week, like, I'm already looking forward to the playoffs. I don't care. And the Steelers are the only ones that benefit from winning. Right. The Ravens is just like, oh, yeah, we won a game.
0: To be fair as well, the Ravens probably want the Steelers to make the playoffs. They can beat them. Because how bad of a team is that in the
1: playoffs? Yeah, yeah. We can talk talk more about the Steelers, but uh, yeah. (laughs) Of all the teams that can get into the playoffs, it almost feels criminal that we would (laughs) knock one of these teams out. The only one that I would say, like, (laughs) I don't feel that bad knocking out is probably the Colts.
0: The Colts, okay. The if, Colts. We, if
1: we get in, and the Colts don't get in. I don't feel that bad. The Texans, the Jags. If we don't get in, if we get in, and the Jags don't get in. I'll feel a little bad. Yeah, the but Texans they screwed
0: up their season. The
1: Texans dumpstered us. Yeah, and are definitely a better team.
0: Yeah, the real, real bad one I already mentioned is Buffalo. That would be. Yeah, that would be bad. But you know
1: what? Here is where I don't feel bad for Buffalo. Buffalo dropped way too many games they shouldn't have. And if they don't get in, it's like, hey, maybe you shouldn't have. Maybe you shouldn't have dropped all those easy games. Are they better than us? <laughs> Definitely, absolutely. But like, anyways. oh man!
0: All right, going into the games that happened this weekend, we'll just we'll just put it out on air. We'll get we'll get it out of the way. Texas played Washington yeah. in the Sugar Bowl. That was really just not so sweet for us.
1: Uh, we lost. It. Yeah.
0: thirty-one to thirty-seven. It, it was a bad game. Yeah. I, well, let me, yeah. let me let me let me put out the positives here. Okay. As an homage to the season, this was the best college football season I have ever seen from Texas outside of the National Championship game with Vince Young. Totally agree. Including the Colt McCoy years, I think this this season was probably a better overall season, at least for me. Let's put it that way, right? It is a great start that is putting us into a good position to have good recruiting for years to come. Arch Manning's still with us, so we have a quarterback for probably next year in Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning the year after that. We're probably going to have at least two more years of good football coming up in the SEC and probably making the college football playoff next year. Probably.
1: Maybe. So We have an easy SEC schedule, I'll say that.
0: Sure. And SEC is a very powerful conference, so our wins will be favored very highly overall. We just got to finish 11th.
1: And we, we're in the dance. We just
0: have to finish eleventh, and I think that's reasonable for us. So I think we have had a great career or great season, and are moving on to more good seasons. And I'm happy to see that. Those yeah. are good. Those are good. Yeah, that's what I got from it. I'm 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 very sad for the game outcome. I,
1: I it went to bed very late. It sucks. It, it was late. I will say, and I was talking to a coworker about it today, and I think this is an element to it that made it. So much worse. You find out you're going to the semifinal, yeah, in like early December, yeah, and it's like a month later that you play the game, yeah. So for a month, there's no Texas football. All you can do is talk about it, hypothesize about it, what ifs this, what ifs that. Maybe we win, maybe we don't. Which team do we want to play if we win? It's a month and then you play and you lose and it's like all i've thought about for a month I and mean, that's a little bit yeah but like
0: in theoretically in college
1: football world all i've thought about for a month is this game and then we just go out and kind of lay an egg
0: we definitely laid an egg which is which is really my painful portion of that is we're a much better football team than we put on the field there right yeah. we we were terrible our offense yeah. didn't put anything together Especially in the first half. I mean, you look at the stats and Quinn Ewers ended up with a decent amount of yards by himself, but that was all in the fourth quarter when we were having to come back. We yeah. we we weren't passing the ball effectively, and we weren't running the ball at all because of our play calling. It was just We just kept passing the ball when we couldn't. We were running the ball very effectively, but not but doing the ball. it enough. Yeah, we weren't running the ball, and then we would end up in third and 10, third and nine, third and eight, third and 11, and just it's not really a reasonable third down every time to get yeah. and our defense we we kind of mentioned it when we were talking our defense didn't play terrible in the sense of poor coverage every time but every time michael pinnocks put the ball in a perfect spot dumped it right on our db's heads and it seems like every pass down the field was just a completion
1: he literally missed one pass and it was that passed to the tight end, and it was a blown coverage for the tight end. They were in the red zone. I think they were on, like, the 15, 10-yard line. And tight end breaks wide open, and Penix missed him deep. And, like, he should have got it had a for a touchdown because he was alone. That was, like, a blown coverage, and it was also maybe one of the only times I saw Penix miss all night. Yeah. We had blown coverages. Our secondary didn't play that well, but, like, they didn't play that bad, and they just... Penix didn't miss. Our run defense was incredible one of the only reasons we were still in that game was because Washington (laughs) never gave up on trying to establish the run and never established the run they
0: couldn't and we have a great run defense that's what we kind of expected right and honestly throughout the season we've seen really big holes in our secondary and I didn't see a ton of huge holes I actually saw good coverage it just was perfectly placed balls and it seems like every time they got the ball it was like Nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, 60-yard pass. There yeah, you go. Just, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. there
1: it is. It was yeah. just inevitable. And I will say, when we, we came out of half, we were tied. It didn't feel like we should have been tied because of yeah. that punt turnover a short field touchdown. It felt like we were getting beat, but we were tied. And then I didn't remember that we were going to get, was it Brooks? One of our secondary oh, came back.
0: Dylan Johnson.
1: Comes back. Starter comes back because he had missed the first half for targeting. So I'm like, oh. Our defense just got better yep. and we're tied. Yep. Maybe. I and then the, the third quarter was abysmal. Definitely the worst quarter. Abysmal. But the game fell over the third quarter.
0: The game was over when we got the ball back in the third quarter after Washington kept it the entire quarter. And then we fumbled it on the first play. Yeah. And you, then we got You the, texted and said GGs. And yeah, I emphasized that. I was like, yeah, no, nope, it was it. pretty it, much yep, over. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um and then the the backbreaker fumble with Helm, the guy that ran into Helm. Yeah, was yeah. that Baxter? That was Baxter. No, yeah, four. It was four. Baxter. It was Baxter. Yeah. On a great play. Put us so. we would have been red zone, I think. We were at the twenty five yard line maybe. It was like a thirty yard play. That yes. he just ran into the and it okay. Play. Here's I, I had a question on that one. Yeah. Because I I feel like the officiating on that play I don't have a correct answer for this. They blew the ball dead. So I didn't see the fumble live. Oh, okay. Didn't sure. look like I didn't see. Um, I say like I watched the play live, but I didn't see him fumble it. Sure. And then I saw the ball on the ground at the end of it. Yes, no one had it. They had been blowing the whistle already at that point for yeah three seconds. Yeah, blowing the whistle, called him down. Yeah, and then like after that, a Washington player picks it up, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm. It was clearly a fumble. Yes, but like how do you just unquestionably give the ball to Washington if you're blowing the whistle? Like, I understand the, like, clear recovery rule, but, like, nobody jumped on it right away. Yeah. Nobody Worthy, Worthy had tried it.
0: and then yeah, got and then the, the other ripped.
1: Day. But, like, nobody really had it. You're blowing the whistle for seconds. You're calling the guy down you're definitely wrong. It's definitely a fumble, but how do you like, there was never really an explanation on that. It was just like, oh, it's Washington's ball for
0: sure. And maybe there was more live, um, but there have been numerous times in the NFL that I do remember an obvious fumble that was blown dead and they say like,
1: oh, we keep the ball because we blew it dead. And I know there's like a clear recovery rule, which is why a lot of times you see defensive guys when a ball's in the field just like pick it up anyways. Yeah. But like, what's the, it just felt like Okay, he definitely fumbled it, but like there wasn't a big active attempt to get it because he was being called down vehemently by the yeah. ref and the whistles were blowing for seconds. And yeah. I was like mm, that's like weird.
0: Let me also say that probably Washington would have recovered that if it wasn't blown dead. Yes. But hey, had it been blown dead and we kept the ball at the
1: 20, we were driving. Yeah. That that could have changed the game around. So that one's a little weird. I'm yes. not saying that it's the wrong call because he definitely fumbled it. Yes. And you see a Washington player inevitably yes. get it. Yes. But, like, it wasn't like the refs let it play out yes. and he got it. It was like the refs had been blowing the whistle for seconds at yeah. that point when the guy got the ball. Yeah, It's a little weird.
0: It's kind of stupid. It was It was a terrible play. I mean, it was a great play. It was a then, terrible
1: play to fumble it. Yeah. And a terrible play just in general. But, like, that was my, I'm not saying that Texas should have gotten it, and I'm not trying to make excuses. I just it was confused that it was so obviously Washington's ball. Like, yeah. it wasn't discussed. Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, it's their ball. We move on. Yeah. I'm like, what?
0: Yeah. yeah, I was confused, too. To be fair, we, we also went down by 13 points and yeah. then ended up scoring and then getting the ball back from Washington, and then <laughs> we kicked it onside, then <laughs> of course, on their last third down, we don't have any timeouts left. Dylan Johnson gets injured. They have to waste a timeout. Saves us 40 seconds, mm-hmm. and we get the ball with 45 seconds left, which was our only hope yeah. to continue the game. And then drive down all the way to the 12. Was down six. We're on the 12-yard line. We have four attempts to get this ball in the end zone. It seems like at that point we're going to do it. And it it felt like it. It felt like we were going to do it, and it didn't feel
1: right. It, it felt... I was trying to wrap my head around being excited that we were going to win that game and also having to live with the fact that there was 0% that we deserved to win that game. Yeah.
0: Outside and then, of a guy getting injured.
1: Ball, don't lie. Uh, we ran three, four of the worst play calls I've ever seen. and
0: I would say two of the worst play calls I've ever seen.
1: That last one to
0: I in the end zone, if he I would done that.
1: If he just throws it, though. Throws it after. If he doesn't float it, yep. if he just... Throws it. Because the DB is behind him playing the jump ball. Uh huh.
0: No, if he throws it right at him. He just throws it. That's a touchdown. Uh, so that was poor execution. Good play call. The first play was a bubble screen to the running back
1: on the 12-yard line.
0: With 15 seconds left to go and no timeouts. And it took,
1: I think, five
0: or six seconds. It took five seconds. It was 15 down to 10. That was stupid. That was such a waste of
1: time. Like, there, what are you doing? The The clock management was bad. The clock operator was a Washington fan.
0: (laughs) He definitely took at least two or three seconds off. The ball,
1: two plays in a row landed, and then like one to two seconds ticked off afterwards. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. We're dealing (laughs) with 10 seconds here. We don't get to run two off after the ball has landed. And I'm glad they put, I think they ended up putting one second on for the last play.
0: Yes. But the replay was was clearly two two seconds. Definitely two. it it matters.
1: But But it was like, that was... The second time that it happened, too, I'm like, all right, come on, everybody. It did feel, I said afterwards, I was very angry. I said it was the most one-sided officiating game I'd ever seen. That's not true. But it did feel like every single call, every single flag was against Texas. It, at one point, it was, I think, six or seven penalties we had. They had zero. And I said, I yes. know I know, we had two false starts. And, and the holding calls against us at times were obvious. But it was like... You can't tell me Washington's playing a perfect game and we're just not
0: uh, right. And I, I agreed with you because I didn't. I don't disagree with any of the penalties that we had. I don't think that any of them were incorrect
1: penalties. But I also there's no reality where Washington didn't. There you can't tell me they never held. Yeah. You can't tell me they like there were just stuff where it was like. Yeah.
0: I mean, we had ten penalties on the game and they had five. But you're right. At one point, it was six to zero, and that's yeah. just not right. I mean. That can't it be right. It just didn't
1: feel all that right. So anyways, I was really upset about it. Obviously, it's over. Season's over. That stinks. Yeah. But being removed from it, it was a great season. It was a fun ride. And it was something to look forward to. Let I mean, me say this on the other side of things.
0: If we put that on the field against Michigan, we would have get gotten killed. murdered. Killed. And honestly, if Washington puts that on the field against Michigan, they're going to get killed. They're going to get killed. We may have watched the national championship game last weekend with Alabama and Michigan. We can get to that one next. (laughs) Um, or now we can move into it. it. That was an ugly game. That was an ugly game. Let me also say the podcast curse may be partially real here. Yep. Uh, I came on saying Michigan is like the example of efficiency and just like this team that doesn't make a ton of mistakes and then they come out and I think four of their first drive, like the first play, J.J. McCarthy gets the ball, throws an interception that's called back because the guy was out of bounds, didn't reestablish him. Yeah. And then the next time they touch the ball, it's a muffed punt. Yep. And then the next time they touch the ball, it's a missed field goal. Yeah. And then I think the next time they touch the ball, they they touched, they get a touchdown, but then it's a miss PAT. And then they muffed another punt, but they recovered it. Yeah. It was an ugly game for Michigan.
1: Yeah. That first play, J.J. McCarthy throws that ball. I don't know <laughs> if he knew that he was not supposed to throw it to the player in red because it was like, dude, you threw it right at him. And I literally, we were in the kitchen, we were making dinner. I, that play happened, and I was like, Alabama is going to win by 50. Yeah. Because if that's what Michigan's putting on the field today, it it was going to be a bad. It day. is not going to end well.
0: Here's, here's the rule. If you're a quarterback, you're running out of the pocket and you want to throw the ball away, you can throw it over a receiver's head as high as you want to throw it. You can
1: throw it in the 10th row.
0: Why are you throwing it anywhere near where a defender can get it?
1: I don't even think he had to jump. He he, did he kind he, of left his feet, but, like, he could have put his hands up. He yeah. left his feet to catch it in his belly.
0: He's lucky that the guy was out of bounds and had to jump a little bit back inbounds, but dang. That
1: he, was... Throw right at him. That was bad. But then Michigan, I will say, they, they they recovered well because I think the second half they played a much cleaner game. Yes. And the entire game, it was kind of the opposite of, like, Texas. It felt like Michigan should have been winning that game. Yes. Because Alabama, I said it during the game and after they lost it was incredibly one dimensional. The offense Alabama was running. Yeah. It was yeah. literally Jalen Miller was going to run or they're going to hand the ball off or Jalen Miller was going to throw a good pass. Throw, yeah. Like it's, he had zero ability to complete passes downfield.
0: Yeah. And, and to be fair, a lot of his critics and haters were uh, pretty much right about him. Like yeah. he didn't really show up in that big moment. Um, he, he used his
1: feet more than he used his arm. It was run first. Any sign of pressure, I'm running. Yeah. And he's great with his feet. He's he had great. like 100, or they had like 170 yards rushing. I don't know, I don't have the stats up in front of me, but I think they had like 170 yards rushing, which is pretty good. I think he had like 70 of those yards. Um, but he only had like 100 yards passing on like 20 something attempts, I think. Yeah.
0: 23 attempts, 116 yards passing. He had 63 yards running, but 21 attempts running. And they had 172 yards rushing too overall. It
1: was just very one dimensional. I mean, he was their leading rusher by number of carries. Yes. It's like. Well, and even it it comes all the way down to the last play, not to talk way less (laughs) on this game, but literally like that. Put it in perspective,
0: fourth and three, fourth and goal from the the three, three, two and a half. And you're, you have no time left, right? In the game, basically. It's overtime. Because it's, it's, it's overtime. It's your last play. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. You have no time in the game. Yeah. You have one play to get it in the end zone because Michigan already scored. So you're matching their score.
1: And both teams called a timeout before this play. So you had one
0: play. You get to set up. Michigan calls a timeout. You get another play. You set up. You call a timeout. So you
1: had three looks at this. Two commercial Uh, breaks that were seven minutes long each.
0: Probably 20 minutes to basically decide on what play you want to run. And you run a designed quarterback draw.
1: Which if you look at the replay, the would have worked if, if he, he bounced actually, it ba- not even bounce it, just hit the whatever gap on the left, C gap, B gap, follows his guard to the left, the guy that pulled across. He just follows him, he's alone, but he runs right into the butt of his center and falls down.
0: Yeah. Terrible. It was, <laughs> it was funny too, because the the snap was on the ground, which had happened two other times in the game. Like, can you get a center who can just two? snap the ball?
1: I'm pretty sure that center missed... Well, 50% of his snaps
0: on the ground yeah. was two times, but yes, every, every other time was High Jalen the right, jumping
1: down moving. by his knees. I don't know why he wasn't looking. He, he should have like, been like Jalen hurts, like how Jalen hurts squats real low. <laughs> That's how I would have been setting up. Yeah, but that Jalen point.
0: hurts squats real low. Cause Jason Kelsey snaps the ball on a rope, but it's like straight at him. At yeah. least it's not,
1: but at least then terrible. you wouldn't have to be bending down to your knee to catch it.
0: it if you're a center for the number four team, in the nation, you should be able to get the ball accurately to your quarterback.
1: I don't want to belittle somebody because I don't, I've don't. i never played center. I have. And I've definitely never played center. It's not that hard. I can't imagine it's not, especially since there's no way he hasn't snapped the ball.
0: A thousand times. 5,000 times. 20,000 times.
1: An absurd amount of times. In a season. Brother, you can't get the ball to him. It doesn't have to be a perfect spiral back to him. Just hit him in the chest. Yeah. He's a big guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. <laughs> it was really bad.
1: And consistently bad.
0: <laughs> and on the last play of the game when it really mattered, Jalen yeah. Milroe's picking it up off the ground, freaking out. So yeah. maybe that's why he ran into him like, dude, back up. Like, I need you to do something for me and just ran right into him. I don't and know. He was just
1: angry. I don't know. I liked the Michigan fans or the Michigan players after the game. They were like, we were never scared of Alabama. We we thought FSU deserved that, to be here. That would have been a tougher game. Like yeah.
0: I like the FSU um, fans that are all posting like, "Oh, ball don't lie." Alabama didn't deserve to be there when they took them to overtime and almost won the game there. You and know? Florida
1: State lost to Georgia by was oh, it
0: 3,000 points? Yeah, terrible game. And the <laughs> big talk, big talk from them. Yeah, um, yeah. So those were the
1: college games. They were fun, I will say. Both fun. games, if I was just a totally unbiased fans, fan, they were both very fun, very close games. Yes. Um, same as last year. Last year, the semifinals games were great. Great. And the Two championship game stunk. But, but hopefully this year, the championship game, I, I have hope it's a great game. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I agree. I hope that it's a great game, and I hope Michigan murders Washington.
1: I hope Michigan wins a very close game. So that we can say, like, hey, you know, we could have been in this game theoretically. Oh, I see. And Michigan's our non-conference next year. That's true. So if Michigan wins. We get to play the national champions next year. Nice. Beat him.
0: Nice. Nice. Cool. <laughs> NFL games. Cowboys, Lions. We can briefly chat about this one.
1: Yeah. Go Cowboys ahead. win. They did. That's the chat. That I don't have a whole <laughs> lot to add on it. Um, in I was a a victim of the moment. Um, the refs. I will say, the refs blew the two-point call. Sure. But they blew a bunch of other calls. Tons. The tripping call was one I wasn't aware of at the time. I have yeah. since become aware of the tripping call being blown. And it's like, oh, yeah, so the line shouldn't have even gotten the ball.
0: I think most of the people with. are aware of at least the first call or the second call, the, the two-point conversion the two point. call. But the tripping call. So we are we have the ball. Time is running running out.
1: It was You were running like a two-minute... Offense, basically, to run the clock out. To
0: run the clock out, burn the the Lions timeouts. Yes. We are We hand the ball off to Tony Pollard. Aiden Hutchinson is a Lions defender. He's in the backfield, and he sticks out his leg to try to trip Tony Pollard. Correct. And the refs throw a flag on that. On, on, like, one of your
1: offensive linemen. Well,
0: they throw the flag on
1: Aiden Hutchinson, I assume. But they called it on one of your offensive linemen. They called
0: it on us. so 15-yard penalty. Right. 15-yard penalty on Dallas, and we're all looking around like, what the heck? So we take the 15-yard penalty— Obviously now it's second. I think that was second and ten, and now it's second and twenty-five. Still something. way like that.
1: within field goal range, but you're like on the thirty.
0: Right, right. But basically that takes away our ability to get a first down. But he because because yes. he rushed for like seven yards on that play. It would have been a very no, manageable.
1: I, I, I totally agree with you. And if they don't make that call or they call it the right way, it's a first down. The game's immediately over because they don't have enough timeouts. Right. I think it's hilarious though that your boy McCarthy, yeah, Mike McCarthy, yeah. He's like, oh, Fine. second and eighteen. I'm gonna
0: go get this first down.
1: I'm gonna throw the ball, <laughs> even though I don't have to, and I can still kick a field goal here and give them the ball back with quite literally like so fifteen seconds left.
0: We gave them the ball back with a minute and forty, and we could have given it to them with about like thirty 20 seconds, twenty to, to thirty like seconds,
1: I think, depending.
0: Uh, yeah. So yeah, he he does. He's like. F this, man. Our offense is running so efficiently. We've gotten 17 whole points
1: this game. Might as well just start dotting them up. I watched his press conference after, and I know I sent what he was quoted. Let me see if I can find it very quickly. Um,
0: But, yeah, so moral of the story is the refs blew that call. Mm -hmm. Mike McCarthy blew the next two calls. (laughs) (laughs) And then we allowed the Lions to run down the field, score a touchdown on us. And get a two-point conversion on us, and the refs blew the two-point conversion call
1: overall is kind of the gestalt of the game. It, I'll say it was definitely not the Cowboys' best game. No. Um, I will say the Lions also didn't play that well. Um, fun stat, well, I, I did find the text there. Um, fun stat, you guys combined had like 900 total yards of offense yeah. for 39 points. Yeah. They got stopped on fourth and goal. You guys, CD fumbles it through the end zone for a touchback. In the end zone? Hilariously low scoring, high caliber offense game. Like it felt like both teams moved the ball and then they were like, oh, forgot what I'm doing now. Like you had, I think it was quite literally 900 yards of offense. It was definitely over 800 yards of offense combined. It's
0: believable because every time someone touched the ball, it was running down the field.
1: Massive fantasy games across everybody felt like had massive fantasy games. But 804 yards. There you go. 800 yards. I'm sorry. Yeah. 39 points. Yeah. Hilarious. Yes. Um, caps off with what felt like Lions should win and they didn't. When in reality, I would argue the Cowboys still should have won because the tripping call was blown. Either way, you skin it. Not a great game for either team. You guys yeah. come out with the dub and everybody's left with a bad taste in their mouth because it feels like the refs were involved regardless of the outcome. Yeah. That stinks. After the game, Mike McCarthy was asked why he decided to throw the ball on second down. His exact response was, I'm just trying to get in striking distance on third down. We're trying to get a first down. I'm trying to get in striking distance.
0: On second and 18? Second and I think
1: it was 18. Second and 20?
0: I'm just trying to get like
1: I'm just trying to get 10, 15 yards here so we can then throw it again on third down. Oh, my God. What timeouts?
0: <laughs> this this is the guy that's going to d- destroy our season. It's I do not know play I don't know
1: how close I would have been, but I said at that moment, and I'm probably more accurate than I would be now trying to remember the game, I said you could have run the ball twice, kicked a field goal, and the Lions would have had about 45 seconds. There you go. And no timeouts. I think you had... A, did they have a minute 45 and a timeout? They had... That sounds right. Like, I feel like you threw the ball twice and were incomplete twice, or maybe I'm wrong, but you definitely threw on second down. It was definitely incomplete, and you saved him a timeout.
0: They had a minute and 41 seconds. Yeah. And it sounds... I'm pretty sure they had a... Nope, they had two... Nope. No, they no, didn't no, have a timeout. No, 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 they used no, them all. No, okay. They used them. Yeah, that, that was a garbage call by Mike McCarthy. He is going to demolish our season at some point in time. Kind of feels uh, like it.
1: But, you know, hey, you're in the dance. We're in the and dance. And matters.
0: And we win it this week. We win our division. And guess who is all worried about the Cowboys on away games?
1: Not me. Yeah, well, you won't have to until you go play the Niners. Uh, that's right. And it won't matter at that point. Um, <laughs> yeah. Steelers, Seahawks. Steelers, Seahawks. Um, I don't have a ton on this one. We don't have to harp on the Steelers. Um, Let's say this. The Steelers, playoff hopes, are alive and well. Uh, not well, but definitely alive. Um and And weirdly enough, I know I've been banging the drum for us to tank, but like the product they've put on the field the last two weeks, granted against not very good teams with- is is if they put this product on the field, I'm okay with us making the playoffs because I don't think we'll get totally dumpstered. It is a serviceable NFL product they're putting on the field the last two weeks I
0: agree. I don't know how many games Mason Rudolph can play. It
1: feels like he's playing <laughs> he said, with fire.
0: He is He is running on fumes right now. But I
1: will say, the product they're putting on the field doesn't require him. Like, the last two weeks, he's been fine. But the, we haven't won because of Mason Rudolph.
0: No, but he's thrown for more yards than Kenny Pickett probably usually does.
1: Here's he's- the difference. Our run game is crushing people right now yes. and Mason Rudolph, the difference between him and Kenny right now is Mason's connecting on that deep ball. Yeah. Like he's willing to throw it and Kenny wasn't super willing to throw it. And he's completing it because as I've said for two years, George Pickens is a monster.
0: George Pickens is very good. Just throwing I, the ball. I'm not trying to say Mason Rudolph is bad because he's, I doing just don't trust how long really he'll be well. this good. That's
1: what I mean. I don't trust like, how long he'll be this good, but yeah, if same, as same long piece. as he's playing this well, I don't mind us making the playoffs. And that's really, that's that's where I'm at. If he's going to play like this, at least I won't feel embarrassed putting that product on the field in the playoffs, and I'm okay with it. If he goes out and lays an egg, then we never deserve to be there anyways.
0: Now, Mike Tomlin has
1: said he's starting this week, regardless of Kenny. Regardless. What do you think for the wild card? If we win and get into the playoffs, and we put anyone out there but Mason Rudolph. Yeah. We're an idiot. Okay, Okay. and I, I, you You shouldn't lose your right. You shouldn't lose your job because of an injury. But Kenny can be the guy next year. We all know we're not going to. We've known we're not going to draft a guy. We're not going to draft a guy. Kenny can be the guy next year. Whatever, I don't care. But if Mason Rudolph comes back and somehow breathes life into this team and gets us into the playoffs, and then we put Kenny in, yeah, I'm not a big Mason Rudolph fan. I'm waiting for him to. Get hit in the head with another one To yeah, return to his normalcy. But like, yeah. maybe it. Maybe all we needed was somebody that was too stupid to know that there's a defender out there, and he could just he's just winging it <laughs> down the field. Like maybe I'm all right with that.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know. If as long as Naj keeps running like he is, Naj actually looks like a talent. And Warren, we've known Warren's good all year. Yeah. D- we just need someone to not make mistakes and be willing to throw the ball down the field.
0: Look, he's looked like that quarterback this season for the two games that he's played, and I'm happy for you.
1: Yeah. What stinks is we, um, every single defensive player is hurt, I think. The entire 11, starting 11, is hurt. Um, TJ Watts probably going to go out there and play, but he's yeah, got one, banged up, one yeah. good limb left out of four. Maybe a toe, yeah. Probably. Yeah. And he's the only one, Mink is not even out there. None of our starting linebackers out there. Miles Jack was on a couch and he's our green dot. Yeah. He was on a a couch until like week 15.
0: (laughs) But he was an elite wide receiver, sorry, linebacker for you guys who retired. Retired. Super early.
1: Sure. 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 I agree. I'm not trying to, but like, I like Miles Jack, but like, he was on a couch until like week 15 and he's our green dot calling the defense and like captaining the defense. Yeah.
0: So there's you had, that. You've had better defensive days yeah. from a health standpoint.
1: <laughs> I don't know how good our defense was when healthy, but I know it's not very good right now. Not healthy.
0: Yeah. I don't have any other big takeaways from the week, to be honest. Um, the The Ravens are super good. Dominant. Uh, I And we get to beat them twice this year, Maybe. <laughs> maybe. I don't have anything else crazy. The Eagles lost. They gave us a chance to uh, take our division. Uh, so utter, I'm happy about that. Utter clown show out Udder there in clown Philly. clown show in Philly. Uh, I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it.
1: I didn't have many other games that jumped off the page at me um, really at all. I will say here's here's one for you, and this one's not necessarily a this season thing, but we talked about it a little bit. Okay. And I want to put it in the universe now so that it's on tape. The Bears. The bears the chicago bears let's talk okay. about the bears for like 30 seconds yeah
0: what the, do you what do you want to talk about their their best
1: outcome i just i'm next year the bears might be really good they might be insane and, and i don't not know if even... i want to go insane okay but like the lions of two years ago how about this? they're like the lions of two years ago like hey this team might get scary good and now they're here and the lions are pretty darn good
0: how about this in two to three years they could be insane If they play their chips right here,
1: yeah, they could be one of the
0: best teams in the league.
1: Justin Fields, he still has a lot of ball control issues, but he is
0: developing. You tell that guy to hold on to the ball,
1: it's gonna be just fine. He's developing. They went and got DJ Moore, who was okay in Carolina. We knew he was good, but like he always underperformed. He is so good and has a great rapport with Justin Fields. Yep. The defense is figuring things out. Yeah. And then you go beyond that. They have
0: so much draft capital. So much. They have the number one pick this year. That they don't even need. They don't
1: even need it. They can trade it and get two more picks again this year.
0: That what basically what they did last year, right? They traded for Bryce Young, but they got DJ Moore and their first overall for this year and their first overall last year and more picks. Yes. They could do the same thing this year. They can get a lot of draft capital. And they'll still have like the eighth, ninth pick in the draft, I, I think, think this year.
1: Potentially trying to get Marvin Harrison Jr. I think so. If so he's so, they can gonna, trade down to like three or four and grab him,
0: or some other wide receiver. Yeah, or they could trade down to three or four from a first to give the team number
1: one overall. All I have to say is, the Bears might be really good like well, next year or two years from now.
0: That's what I'm saying because next year they may very well have the number one overall draft every single year. It feels <laughs> for like the next ten years, man.
1: The, the well, well I know, I know, but I like know. it does feel like they weren't awful this they weren't good this year let's be honest they weren't that good this year but they weren't awful no and they have the number one overall they because of a draft they made last year they
0: had their moments they have shown the ability to perform and And let's not forget they went and picked
1: up montez sweat
0: montez sweat in the middle of the year and And people were like what is this terrible bears team doing so confused
1: like they're Uh, buying
0: at the trade deadline this is dumb
1: they might know something we don't that gm it's hilarious that Eberflus is going to be captaining that boat, but the Bears might be really good. He's gotten mostly off his hot seat, I believe,
0: and, and I think that we had, we had said it on the pod earlier this year when they did trade for Montez Sweat, like, hey, if you told me that you could get this guy for 10 bucks and not? a McDonald's cheeseburger,
1: like, yeah, I'll Probably trade you that, that. You know, So good for the Bears. Only other team I want to touch on really quickly. Yep. We touched on him last week. It was okay. one of the first times we highlighted this team. It was the first time we <laughs> crowned somebody from the Captain lowly of the NFC South. South. Yeah. We yeah. crowned someone. We said, this team is elite. Elite. Baker Mayfield's playing great. Super Bowl contender. I don't know about that. <laughs> but we said, this team's really good. Watch out for this team. Yeah, Tampa Bay Bucs. They sucked this it was, weekend.
0: It was really bad.
1: We both picked them. It was a bad pick. They sucked. They were bad. Good news, you get to play the. the Panthers this week. So bounce back. People forget you might make the playoffs, but like you put that on the field. The yes. Panthers might beat you. That was abysmal. So to f- listener of the pod, big Bucks fan, Bucks fan. Um, dude, your team stinks. Yeah. You're not picking them this week. Are you? I have to pick them <laughs> this week. they are playing in Carolina,
0: but come Over on with the Panthers. We
1: talked about them and they stunk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talked about them again Yeah, and now we say they stink. So maybe they'll do well possibly uh moving on here what are we moving to power rankings love it our uh new year's resolution is coming to fruition here we are we prepared one we prepared one look at us kind of this morning
1: well we picked it today but we picked it with enough time to think about it exactly
0: so here's the power ranking this week yep going with the theme of starting golf up we're gonna power rank some golf for you yeah we're excited about um, golf. it's the first event of the year the century i'm super pumped about it yeah is it my favorite golf event Probably not. So no. we are going to power rank our top five favorite golf events.
1: And it, to be fair, I guess we didn't really clarify any sort of rules. Set on this. No, no golf events, golf events.
0: Okay. No, no rules. There are no rules.
1: Just is what it is. Why would there be rules? <laughs> we haven't had rules on this podcast yet. We no. don't need to start now.
0: No, no starting. Um, I'll go ahead and get started with my number five. Sure, uh, my number five is the Waste Management Open. Ah, it's a good event to watch. That is a it's good fun. one. I think the the crowd there is very young. It's a tournament in Arizona. Uh, the people always love to party, and if anyone ever gets a hole in one on that stadium green, that par three right there, you get to see a crap ton of beers, of rocks.
1: She of anything warding off ghosts. Sorry, I'm <laughs> totally
0: distracted. Maybe we're a family that believes in sage, okay? McKenna is burning some wood and she's warding off our, <laughs> our, our podcast evil spirits. Spirits. <laughs> it smells good. It's a wood that smells good when you burn it. All right. Yep, yep, yep. You'll Sorry, so, you'll were, you're bra- so
1: the, the stadium course. Stadium
0: course. Uh, the, the, 16th, the holes opened, 16th incredible. hole is
1: underrated because it's a very. very drivable par four with water all the way around the back of it. So that's kind of fun. It's
0: a fun course. It's a fun game to watch. It's a fun tournament to watch. I think the crowd's good.
1: Guys it, go low. There's always those frat boys throwing beers in the green. Exactly. I think it's a great pick. It's fun to watch. It, What's your number five? It's so great that I also made it my number five. So we can just say.
0: We agree. Ditto. We have not discussed our picks at all.
1: <laughs> no. Maybe should have, but I also picked that one. It's a very fun good, one.
0: Good. Uh, my number four is the U.S. Open. Really? This is a weird pick. It's a major. It's a big tournament. Okay. The reason I like it is because they usually pick a very challenging course Okay. for this.
1: That's fair. They and do.
0: Sometimes it's just nice to see professional golfers struggle so that I know I don't suck that bad, and that golf is still pretty hard, even if you practice it every single day of your life for the last 20 years.
1: You know, I'll give you,
0: that is a very fair point. I don't always love watching people go 20 under, and I'm thinking,
1: am I ever going to, to shoot under par in my life? I don't know. At the same time, though, doesn't it make you think to yourself when you're watching that, like... I'd shoot 150 on that golf course.
0: Sometimes they make it look so easy that it's like, I could do that. And then you go out to your crap golf course right around where you live. And it's like, Oh, I just shot a 90 here. This is embarrassing.
1: That's a, that's a fair point. My number four is, I guess, less glamorous, but it's one that this is going to be, I want to say if you're a golf fan, this is a super controversial pick. Okay. Super controversial. The live tour. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but I enjoy it. Um, it, it doesn't always pan out to be fun but I think it I think it is an it's an idea I like when we take something and we try to make it fun I think they've missed with the con, the current concept but like you're on the right path and that is the tour championship a tour championship I love watch. I love east Lake a as a golf pick. course I think Eastlake is a very fun golf course to watch it is the celebration of an entire season you have your best 30 golfers where gums controversial is the scoring rule where like the guy that was the number one seed gets like to start at 10 under and you work it backwards to the like 15th and back to yeah. start at even par. Yeah. I think they're on to something. I think they could tweak that to make it more fun. But like, I'd like that it's different. I like the rewarding somebody for playing well throughout the year. And it's a fun golf course. Like I feel like the 18th hole is one of my favorite to watch play. Yeah. The par five where you kind of, it's almost like a driver layup just short of that pond. everybody, Blast it towards the green. Famously, years ago you had Rory and Tiger walking onto the green together while the crowd walked behind them. It's one of my favorite events of my lifetime to watch. That's I've cool. made it number four. Maybe controversial, but I enjoy it.
0: Okay. I think it's a fun pick. Yeah. It's definitely a weird way to run a golf tournament, but it yeah. works. Yeah. It works for what they're trying to do, I guess. Number three for me, I've got the Ryder Cup. Oh. Which might be a little bit low what you might be thinking but i think it's a fun low tournament. like you would have put it higher i yeah yeah because it's a it's a fun tournament to watch there's a lot of hype leading up to it europe versus usa we talked about it on our first podcast it was a big golf event it's usually kind of capping off the end of the season it is at the end of the year yeah um one of the last ones that you get to watch and honestly the the europe versus us rivalry is fun to lead into. I love Europe, but once it gets to Ryder Cup season, it's like, nah, I kind of want to murder them.
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: That is a good point. So I think it brings in a little bit of a higher dimension, but that's my number three.
1: Nice. My number three, uh, it's not the Ryder Cup. It is the Players' Championship. Okay. I like the Players' Championship. Okay. Um, I miss, was it on, it was on Mother's Day, right? It was what it used to be on. It was in May, I think. That sounds right. Uh, players would wear pink on Sundays yep. for their mothers. Yep. Um, that was great. Um, now it's in March, which is still fine, um, probably better weather definitely less hot yeah um, I'm sure the players appreciate that yeah, I think it's just it's a classic golf course um it's It's the fifth major theoretically like yeah to me, it's probably my second favorite major uh, okay it's not a true major, but of like of yeah. the four yeah I almost enjoy it more than some of the others, clearly it's clearly. number three on my list, number and you haven't heard another major yet I'm sure um and seventeen is obviously iconic, but the rest of the golf course is still incredible. Um, I don't know. I just I really like the Players Championship. I think it's a fun one to watch. It always seems like it's super competitive too.
0: Yeah, and it was uh, the the last one, the first one that I remember watching was the one where Rory or sorry Ricky came back, Ricky, and and won it
1: after birding 17, seventeen like five times in a
0: week. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool to see and some long putts on 17 too, to 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 them every time. Yep. Um my number two is one close to home, close to the heart. The Valero Texas Open. All right. <laughs> I was
1: wondering if i would make the list. I thought about it for the like solidarity, but didn't didn't put I, it on my list.
0: I, I I don't think it's gonna be anyone around the country's favorite event. But terrible to watch on TV. Who lives here, who has played the course, yeah. who has walked the course and has gotten tickets and been on the course seeing some very very famous people right up next to me. It's a good nostalgic event to be a part of.
1: Was I I was one of those famous people. I'm on a podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you weren't playing.
1: No, you were but standing up. That was right me. next to you on the course. That's fair,
0: that's fair. But we could do that every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's it's a
1: good one. It's my number 2. It is a fun one. I've taken Francesca to the Valero once. Yeah. Uh, it rained on us. We uh, had to sit in the hotel for a little while cuz it was a rain delay. Uh. Um, but she still enjoyed it. I'm sure we'd go back at some point.
0: Yeah, we probably will. Yeah. What's your number two?
1: My number two, um, it's kind of a duo because I, I wanted to make sure I shouted at them both um, to take a pick from yours. It's the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup. Okay. I, I, I put them both in there. I definitely enjoy the Ryder Cup more because yeah. it feels like we absolutely dumpster the international team in yeah. the President's Cup, Yeah. but I love the format. I love watching the the like, four ball, the foursomes, sure. the singles. Like, the the match play events are so fun. In fact, I would almost just like add in there the match play championship also that they do. Yeah. The PGA Tour does. Like you mean the the Dell the Dell one. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I almost like put I that almost one in would there. put that one on there too. Thinking yeah. about it now, I don't know how I left that one off my list because that's a great one. But like Ryder Cup and and the Presidents Cup, yeah. they just like you can root for the United States. You it's like the only time where I'm like, man, I hope Rory falls in the water on this hole. Um. <laughs> And it's so fun. And I will say for, like, older people, older people, shout out my dad, um, like, I think he's still, like, he hates, like, Sergio Garcia yeah. for no reason other than, like, in his casual golf fan, he's like, I hate Europeans because of the Ryder Cup. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of cool that that, like, there are, there's definitely a generation of golfers that just hate Euros for no reason other than the Ryder Cup. Oh,
0: I hate Sergio Garcia because I think he's kind of a no. I think bag, he's a clown.
1: Yeah, for yeah. sure. But like that's just an example. <laughs> I love the Ryder Cup, though. I love the match play. I love the event. So,
0: no, I agree. And I think match play is a fun event. I I wanted to put the Dell at my number five, but I ended up putting the Waste Management. I I think it's fun to watch any of those match plays, and the Presidents' Cup is definitely one of those. That was a fun, fun, different layout. Definitely. Number one, it's probably going to be the same for both of us. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think it's the same for every golf fan around the world. Casual
1: and not. Yes. The Masters. The Masters. It's yeah. the Masters.
0: It's the best golf event of the year. It always is. It's the best one to watch. It's the most classic. It's everyone's favorite course, including the players that play it. It's just a good golf event.
1: Everybody loves it. Um, ESPN has been running the... Um, <laughs> the ad. The ad Yeah. recently. Yeah. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Um, Francesco will attest to this. Every single time it comes on, yeah. I get excited. Oh yeah, and I've probably seen it fifteen times at this point watching college football and whatever, but for, I still get excited about it every single time it comes on.
0: For some time, the f- or for some reason, the first time it came on, like I know the event is not coming up, but I was like, "Holy crap, is the Masters coming soon?" The Masters, and I was like,
1: "Oh, the Masters." The piano yeah. sound, the Masters. I will say, the Masters, it puts to shame every other event, every other major. It puts everything to shame. You can watch every single shot from every single player on their app for free right you can watch it every it's just it's so well done it's so recognizable it's definitely one of the only golf courses in the world I've never even played it and I feel like I could tell you
0: uh-huh
1: every yep. single hole yeah where people are trying to hit it what part it is I can name half of them for you yeah like
0: and how many like memories do you have of Bubba hitting it from the trees, yeah. slicing it 50 yards to to come back to win. Tiger winning his Masters a couple of years ago when everyone counted him out. Like So many good memories come
1: from the Masters. Tiger winning the Masters is one of my favorite all-time golf memories. 100%. At, at our age, me and you at our age, yeah. if we were golf fans our entire life, we, which I wasn't. I didn't really pick it up until high school. Like, Tiger wasn't he wasn't a good golfer at that point. He stunk. He was going through his back surgeries. He was going through his crap. Like, yeah. people didn't like him because of the whole... We had heard
0: about all of the drama, but I never watched golf at that point.
1: And I'd seen clips of him playing great in 01, yeah. whatever, but, like, we didn't watch it. Yeah. And then to see him win was the coolest single event I've ever watched in my life. Agreed. So I don't Agreed. know, love the Masters remember. every single year.
0: I was in New York, and instead of going out, we were in the hotel watching the Masters, the, the, the end of the Masters. I was
1: driving home from Houston. I went to a concert with Riley. Yep. Uh, I made him drive so I could watch the Masters oh, yeah. on my phone the entire oh, yeah. way. And I got home as Tiger was coming down the 18th. Down 18, I already yep. basically knew he won, but I still turned it on and was oh, just yeah. like, everybody shut up, like I'm watching yep. Tiger win the Masters here. Yep.
0: Yep. It was one of my best, if not my best, golf Watching memory for sure.
1: Incredible stuff.
0: And the Masters will consistently be the best golf event for many years to come. I don't see why it wouldn't be.
1: Probably forever. I watch, I don't know about you, I literally watch like the videos documenting like amateurs, like on the Masters app you download a week early. They've got like videos about the amateurs, videos about different golfers, the par three contest. Like it's, I go, I'll watch all of that. And I watch the stupid little like, it's Monday at the Masters <laughs> videos. I watch them all, every single one, and I get excited about every single one of them every single day of the week. Like, oh. now,
0: if you're a casual golfer fan or not even a golf fan, this is the tournament to watch. Get into it. Get download the app.
1: Year. Download the app like a week before the Masters yeah. and just start watching some of the stuff that's on there. Yeah, they have an insane. Deleting that app like Tuesday after the Masters is one of the saddest things I do every single year. <laughs>
0: I'm like ugh. I don't need this app for another year. I'll bring
1: it back next year.
0: <laughs> well, I I don't know why it would have ever been different, but I, it was both of our number 1 picks.
1: I'm glad the Valero was number 2 for you.
0: <laughs> Not number 1, you mean? yep (laughs) thought about it no i did not think about it i actually did think about it and i was like that would be a terrible pick
1: i knew when i picked the masters one you were also going to have the masters one but it's like there's literally no way you don't put the masters one
0: i don't see another tournament that's anywhere near as good as it no okay moving on to the next week in football we do have a college football playoff championship coming up on monday the 8th boo boo um i am a uh, michigan fan
1: for this one um, I'm also probably, I think Michigan's going to win. But honestly, if I'm going to be 100% honest with you, I'm going to root for Washington because I really like, Francesco was tired of Michael Penix yep. hearing how good he was this last weekend. I've loved Michael Penix all year long. I think he's incredible. I think he's underrated, if that's even possible.
0: Um, oh, it's definitely possible. and And I think that he's been kind of, overshadowed by other people in college football
1: even within his own conference Bo Nix got more attention than him yes and he beat Bo Nix twice
0: and I think that he's a better quarterback overall than Bo Nix but Bo Nix was very consistent however they ran the offense on a lot of short plays and Michael Penix has one of the prettiest deep balls and one of the most consistent throws that I've seen out of a college football quarterback I don't know that he's going to move to the next level and do fantastic but I think that He's got all the talent in the world to do so, and he proved it this weekend that he is going to be the most talented player on that football field when he
1: steps on. And he's definitely more talented than J.J. McCarthy.
0: 100%. Bum. I don't know that his team is the best versus No, unfortunately, Michigan. I don't
1: think their defense is all that good, and, and Michigan's probably not going to do what Texas did, and they're going to pound the rock, and they're going to beat Michigan up or beat Washington, Washington front. up. But I'm going to root for Washington because I just – I don't think I can not root for the only game this entire year I didn't root for Michael Penix was this past week. Yeah. I'm back to root for Michael Penix again. Michael so Penix, I'm going to root for Washington.
0: It just would be painful watching Washington win and then knowing that. I don't know. We could have I feel like that. we lost
1: and we had, even though we didn't really deserve it, we had a chance to beat them. And then if they win, it's like we were right there. Yeah. If they get dumpstered by Michigan and we lost to them and then it's like. We really didn't deserve it. Yeah, but that's either. like me in
0: fantasy when I make the playoffs and then I have a crap week on the first week of the playoffs and then every other week I'm the highest scoring crush in the league, yeah. which literally happened this year. It's like I should have been number one, but now I'm not. Like, Sounds like you're just a sore loser. I am a sore loser. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was so sad when Texas lost.
1: We kind of touched on it. I don't really – we don't have to, like, preview the whole game. but nope. You've got Michigan. I'm rooting for Washington. I think Michigan's a better team, but I'm really going to be rooting for Washington in this one. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm excited for this next thing. NFL game picks. Mm -hmm. You excited for them? This is the first week I'm coming into this. I haven't picked a single game. I haven't even looked at the slate. I know some games that are happening because I know the playoff like implications for the Steelers. But outside of those, I don't even know the lineup of teams playing this weekend. I mean, I know all all the teams are playing. I don't know the games. haven't looked. haven't prepped. I've got to make up six games on you. So I figure you will tell me who you are picking And I will decide if I want to fade it or not, and I've got to pick at least six that are the other way, and I think I'm going to pick seven so that I can win. Really? Yeah, dude, my pick-em season's dead. (laughs) I'm shooting for 13th so I can get lucky 13th, like 20 bucks or whatever. I've already won a week. It doesn't matter. I will say we have to give him a shout-out. We have to. I don't want to, but we have to. You know who won this week, right? Oh, God.
0: I do know who won this week, all right, so we'll give him a shout-out. Have so, to.
1: He's the only person that has given us feedback on every single episode, probably, however negative it's been, every single week.
0: And look, who was the first one to congratulate him when the week was over? I think that was me.
1: I I texted him to tell him he won early, and he didn't believe me.
0: He didn't believe you, but he did. Um, your dad, Ron James... Fortunately, it wasn't the worst Pick'em player in in our our family group chat here, but the second worst one. He's pretty far down the list. (laughs) He's pretty far down the list. Uh, He's
1: won several weeks before, though, so I will say it's not his first time. Um, He he elevated himself from a clown to a Pick'em guru. To a
0: Pick'em guru. Now we have a group text three Pick'em gurus and two clowns rather than... Yeah, two and three. It's still the same ratio. <laughs> congratulations and welcome to the club, sir. Ron James, uh, we're happy for you. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you won a, won a week and you got your money back. Congrats. Um, congratulations to you. You're no
1: longer a donation to our Pick'em League.
0: <laughs> now, now you now can flip. It's yeah. just <laughs> Dylan and Garrett who have donated to our Pick'em
1: League. Yep. Um, okay. right, I've got the app up. I've got the games in front of me. I'm ready to roll. You give me who you want. you want to win. And I will decide if I want to agree with you or fade your pick.
0: I've got to go to my, because I don't remember who all I picked. All right. Oh, gosh. Uh, First game, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Uh Let's see. Who did I pick? All right. So, Pittsburgh's got something to play for. Yes. The Ravens do not, and they're sitting everybody.
1: Correct. I think... The line would suggest they are. I haven't seen any official report.
0: Pittsburgh minus four, is that correct?
1: Yes, and they're on the road. So it would suggest Ravens are sitting, people. I'm picking the Ravens. I'm, I'll, that's the easiest <laughs> fade of go. the day. I'm, I'm this giving you
0: that one. I'm going to give you that one. I think that there's going to be a time when Mason Rudolph runs out of gas. It definitely it might, might be, this, be this, week. this week. It might be this week. It might be this week. I'm putting it as my number Three confidence pick this week, but I'm picking the Ravens. Okay. Um, okay. Number two game, Houston at Colts. Both of these teams need to win
1: this week to winning have a in. chance winning in. Yep. at the playoffs. Lose your dead, I think. They might have a weird path to seven, but I think it's winning in, losing out. I
0: think, based on what I've seen in the last few weeks, that Houston is the stronger team. And I think overall, they have the better chance to win. So I'm picking Houston. They're on the road. Over the Indianapolis Colts. They're on the road. In conference, C.J. Stroud should be playing. I think the, the Texans are a stronger NFL team.
1: You're smiling because you know that is the <laughs> lamest, dumbest, classiest gamesmanship you've ever dropped on the pod. What because all year that? long, I have just said... Texans are Super Bowl contender. And you know
0: that you want to pick the Texans.
1: I'm taking the Texans. Uh, that's oh. not what I'm going to fade. I'm taking the Texans. If I'm going to say that this team's a Super Bowl contender, they have to at least make the playoffs. And the only way to do that's winning. I'm taking them.
0: Okay. All right. Houston for both of us. You can't <laughs> choose against that one. Cleveland at Cincinnati. It's a road game for Cleveland. Cincinnati... Kind of a garbage team too right now.
1: I don't think either of these teams have anything to play for because Cleveland's locked into five.
0: Cleveland is locked into five and the Cincinnati Bengals are locked out of the playoffs. I don't
1: think they have a chance. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure they don't have a chance.
0: I don't think they have a chance.
1: I, oh, they must have a chance because Cincinnati's favored by five. I
0: initially had chose the Bengals when I picked it here. Okay. And I think I'm going to stick to that one. You take the Bengals? I think so.
1: I have to fade you six more times. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to take the Bengals as well. I'm going to agree with you on this one. This one doesn't feel like the right one. Yeah. Browns have nothing to play for. They don't
0: have anything to play for. That's why I picked the Bengals. Here's
1: the weird thing, though, in that situation I'm going to play Devil's Advocate to myself. The Browns' strength is their defense. Yeah. Are they going to sit their entire defense? Usually you sit like your starting quarterback and maybe some big pieces. But they like, might
0: sit Miles Garrett. and
1: Yeah. I'm going to take the Bengals. Why not? I, I've already said it. We're going Bengals. Yeah. We don't have to be here all night.
0: Minnesota at Detroit. I also... So Detroit wants to win this game and they want Cowboys and the Eagles to lose. They do have something to play for. They have
1: something to play for.
0: Minnesota sucks.
1: I'm gonna be honest. Even if they didn't have something to play for, there's no way Dan Campbell's not getting that team ready to play.
0: Okay, I've, I've got the Lions. I think you. I, I can't fade team. that one. No. Uh, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Jacksonville also has something to play for. I've got the Jags <laughs> for the Tennessee Titans, who I have picked very, very picked them way too very, much. very much this year. I can't pick them again this week.
1: We had a really quiet Tractor Cito season.
0: We had a. <laughs> he's garbage. He's he's gone. There's no Tractor Cito anymore. Give me the Titans. Give you the Titans. I saw that little that little
1: sad I had to think about it, but I said, you know, I've got to pick a lot here. I've got to fade you a lot. You do have to. Give me the Titans. Um yeah, just get whatever. They're maybe tractor SEDO season starts in January. Okay. This year. Just a little late.
0: All right. You've got the Titans. I've got the Jags. Uh, next one should be easy to fade because I don't know who's gonna win. Uh New York Jets against New England Patriots. God, give me whoever you <laughs> don't want. I've got the Pats.
1: I'll take the Jets.
0: There you go. I I don't I don't even know that the Pats are gonna win. I just don't neither know. Neither of are those win teams either. want to win. <laughs> no. And neither of those teams can win even if they want to win.
1: That's so, a red zone game you hmm. won't see on red zone.
0: Hmm. Uh garbage game. This is a garbage game. Atlanta at New Orleans. This is also a garbage game. Both (laughs) these teams
1: have something to play for, and it's a garbage game.
0: I just, all year, for some reason, I thought the Falcons are just such a terrible team, and I still think that they are. So I have to pick the Saints because they played okay the last two weeks and they're trying to win both of these teams are trying to win so i think that you kind of have to go on which one's better so i'm gonna pick the saints
1: i'm I'm gonna take advantage of that and not take advantage i'm gonna fade it just because this game feels like a toss up because both these teams have a chance to win
0: okay so you've got the falcons Falcons. on that one yeah all right bucks at panthers uh there's no world in which i'm picking the panthers i have to pick
1: the bucks yeah i can't fade you on that one
0: yeah chicago at green bay um I have Green Bay in this one, and I think they have something that they're playing for, whereas the Bears do not,
1: and kind of a rivalry. No, the Bears got eliminated because that game had to end in a tie, I think. Yeah, the Bears got eliminated. eliminated.
0: And the Packers tend to have the Bears' number, especially at Lambeau and at Soldier Field. It's been a product of
1: Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to pick the Packers here. counting how many I faded you on. Just four at this point. Just four. So I need three more. Three more in one, two, three, four, five. Seven, seven more. Eight. Eight more. Well, eight more. I'm not going to fade including you on this one. This one. Okay. Packers have something to play for, and they burned me the last, like, three weeks, so I'm taking them. So now it's three and seven.
0: All right, Denver Broncos at Las Vegas Raiders. Should be one you can probably fade me on.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to take whoever you don't want.
0: Uh, I'll pick the Raiders here. I'm going to stick you with Stidham. Yeah, I'm going to stick you with Stidham. He's a garbage quarterback. And he's still beating What do I have left? Hold let me see what I have left. I don't
1: know. I don't know. Yeah, I've got to take the Denver Broncos because there ain't much left here for me to fade you (laughs) on. Taking the Broncos. All right,
0: Broncies are riding it big, man. They're
1: going to ride it big. (laughs) Hey, winning season for the Broncos if they pull this one off.
0: Good for them. Nine and eight. Uh, Without Russell Wilson next year. Eagles at Giants. I'm picking the Eagles. Easy pick. You can't pick against that one.
1: They just lost to Arizona. They
0: sure did, and the Giants are a better team than Arizona.
1: Do it. Do it. Do it. I'm going to take Philly. I'm going to take Philly. I have have my eye on a couple that I want to go after here. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah, there is one more toss-up for sure. Okay, next one. We've got Seattle at Arizona. I'm picking Seattle.
1: I'm taking Arizona. That's easy. I was going to take Arizona the whole way.
0: Really? Yeah. Why not? Okay. Seattle's defense stinks. Seattle's defense does stink, but Arizona stinks too. Seattle's trying to make the playoffs here. Arizona's not.
1: They're going to try the Cardinals. The
0: Cardinals are at home. There you go.
1: That was when I was eyeing. So thank you for giving me that one. I guess Welcome. Kansas city at Los Angeles chargers. I have to get two more.
0: You have to get two more. Kansas
1: city. I've got to pick one of these two. Are you kidding me? I got two more in me. All right. Uh, I'm going to take KC too.
0: KC, this is one you could probably choose, but if you want to, Los Angeles at San Francisco. Um, I initially had LA, but then there was a report that came out that LA is sitting Kyron Williams and Cooper Cup and I think a couple other offensive players because they already made the playoffs. So I think if both San Fran and the Rams are sitting a lot of their players.
1: Still San Fran. Still
0: San Fran. So
1: I'm going to take San Fran as well.
0: Dallas at Washington. We have
1: two games left.
0: No shot. No shot.
1: I have to fade you twice.
0: I'm picking the Commanders. I'm kidding. I'm picking I'm picking the Cowboys, so that means Give me the Washington Commanders. That's that's a move.
1: That's hey, a move. it'll be fun to root against your team. And if I somehow get to the Sunday 325 game with a chance, why not?
0: Out of all these games, out of all these games that you could have faded, you'll want. I
1: had to pick seven. Cowboys what do you mean, out of who, all these
0: games? Who are going to win?
1: They're on the road and they're playing on turf.
0: Oh, my God. You're one of those. Or no, they're guys playing on grass. Now, I'm sorry. They're the, on the road playing on grass. You're one of those guys now. Taking no, no.
1: Washington. <laughs> We're testing out the grass gonna, theory.
0: They're really trying to win here. We
1: are testing the grass theory. Okay. All right. Buffalo at Miami. I Give me whoever you don't take. I am. I'm picking Buffalo.
0: They've already beaten Miami this year.
1: Great. So basically, you're giving me—I get to pick all the options that get the Steelers into the playoffs, including the Steelers winning. Yep. So I get to—I get to root for exactly what I want to happen this weekend. Yeah. Um, this worked out great. I am going to get so many games wrong <laughs> this weekend.
0: <laughs> I, I think I probably am too. The, the, the 18th week of the season is just garbage. They should end this pick'em after week 17, to be honest. Like, in I win. Most fantasies.
1: I hope I win. Uh oh overall in in your this week. No, I hope I win this week. Oh, I
0: I hope so too. I I mean, if it goes well,
1: I'll say this. If somehow this goes well, I probably will win the week. That's I'm on the wrong side of way too many of these games. That's
0: also fair. You could you could win the week. Um last week we were both twelve and four. Yep. So that still puts you
1: oh six pack. You said I was six back. You started this entire segment <laughs> saying I was six back.
0: Because you, you were carrying that on. Um, the count I, I have from last week has you eight back.
1: I have to get two more? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, yeah. did you have the Bengals? Um, I did have the Bengals. I'll take the Browns. Okay. Uh, I got to pick one more? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have the Packers? I have the Packers. I'll take the Bears. All right. Okay, so I'll go down mine real quick. Steelers, Texans, Falcons, Browns, Titans, Lions, Jets, Bucks, Bears, Commanders, Broncos, Chiefs, Niners, Eagles, Cardinals, Dolphins. Is that nine different from you? I believe
0: that is nine different from me.
1: I thought it was six, dude. Come it's,
0: on. It was eight. It was eight back. It was always eight. I didn't check until just now.
1: <laughs> Still eight. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you for that. You're welcome. Now if you're I get welcome. all these, welcome. holy cow, I'm going to win the week for sure. Yeah,
0: that's, that's a fair point because uh, nobody's going to be picking most of those with you. We're picking at least more than half of the games different this week. I shouldn't even organize them at this no. point. No, you shouldn't. You should just... 16, 15, 14, 13, them. Yeah. Yeah. Just pull a Kevin Kingry there.
1: What does it matter at this point, dude?
0: <laughs> it might win you the week. You never know. Fair. All right. That was All right,
1: it. man. Well, that was fun.
0: That was fun. We'll see how you do next
1: week. And then we'll get to start talking about actual playoff teams. We'll have to come up with a fun game for the playoffs.
0: Fun games for the playoffs. Because
1: we're not going to have very many games to talk about.
0: Not a lot. No. We'll All do right. it. All right. That was it. See you next week. See ya.